Welcome to John Wayne Lied to You, the storytelling podcast featuring me, this guy who gets cold in the 50-degree weather with little goosey pimples all over his body, John Wayne. That's right. Here I am, John Wayne, back for another week of madness. I am, of course, in Wayne Manor, where I reside, over in the new West Wing quarters. That's right, the studio of evil, folks. The studio of evil back here, getting more and more uh, put together, more upgrades, more things done uh, that I can uh, make uh, make wonderful evil things for all of you and and uh, it's wonderful here in the studio of evil. Uh, thank you guys for joining me for another week. If you are here for the first time, if I met you maybe this past weekend at the Houston Horror, Houston? Houston? Houston Horror Film Festival pop-up market, welcome. Thanks for checking me out. Um, I did have a great time uh, this past Saturday at the Houston Horror Film Festival pop-up market, which was on this past Saturday. Uh, we'll talk more about that later. Of course, as you guys know, every time I come back from an event, I give you the full update the full breakdown the full overview the full recap if you will uh in our story portion today so we'll talk about that a lot a little bit later but uh yeah so first of all i want to welcome everybody and and say a what's up shouts out big love big ups big papa to my patreon supporters thank you guys so much for uh for supporting me uh, a little extra there i appreciate it if you want to check out my patreon i do have uh, I do have one. It's at patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. And uh, over there, I've got several tiers that you can join with all kinds of goodies that I give away and uh, free stuff. But every week I have a new podcast up there called the Awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus Podcast, where I talk to other artists from around the country that I've met. And uh, it's great. I also do uh, reading sometimes from the short stories that I have published and uh, music uh, stuff. I put songs up on the wall. So, you know, every tier comes with uh, access to to all of the media that's on my Patreon wall, as well as the Awesome Dude for Life Boner bonus podcast, which comes out every week, every Wednesday now, uh, except this past week. We'll, I'll make up for it. Don't worry. We'll get to it. But, uh, yeah, so that comes out every week and all kind of other goodies. And you, uh, the Dollar Beer Club just gets you access to the podcast, but you get to have the warm, fuzzy feeling of knowing that you're helping your old Uncle Johnny out with an extra buck here and there, making the studio of evil uh, a little bit better, putting uh, putting gas in my tank and sending me out there on the road. I very much appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you just for listening and the support I have there from you. I very much appreciate it. Now, onward. So uh, this week I have been, uh, you know, doing doing stuff i've been doing stuff i've been staying busy i had a man i gotta tell you coming back you know i was in connecticut a couple weeks ago for like eight days visiting uh you know my my boy my man my best my best bud one of my best buds christopher triana uh fellow horror author and coming back from that man it's been like uh reacclimating myself Uh, i don't know i just have felt like it's taken me a while to recover or get back on track or something I, i don't know it was a lot of like you know, it was a lot of driving, first of all. That was a little bit jarring to my system, I think, maybe more than I thought it would be. And uh, not that I'm complaining or anything. Yeah, man, I'm strong like bull. You know, I recovered. But it was getting back into, you know, after eight days of being away in a whole nother, you know, house with Chris, and we kind of set our own routine together while we were there. And now it's like I come back and I'm a little bit off. You know what I mean? I'm just a little bit off from, from my usual thing. You know, my I, so I... I feel like I've still been kind of trying to play catch up with that for some reason. Plus, I've had some other things, you know, I was uh, 
very fortunate enough. I was having uh, I was having a lot of issues with my laptop as far as it being able to keep up with uh, all the things that I've been doing and and my you know my career. And I uh, you know thank thankful uh, very thankful to my wife Katie who has helped me to get uh, an iMac that I have and I'm recording on right now. So shouts out to her and shouts out to my Patreon folks for helping me to be able to to do this. You know, it's uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to pay it off, but it's uh it, it's it's necessary to the kind of work I'm doing with the the audio books and all the videos and the video podcasts and and all that kind of stuff. Just just my writing alone was taking up uh what was it like 56 gigs I think, and that was just all my stories, all my short stories, novel, everything that I've written. And, it, you know, and I have externals and all that kind of stuff, external hard drives and SD cards, but it just it just couldn't keep up with all the stuff I was doing. So I'm very fortunate and very lucky and thankful that I was able to get a new piece of equipment here to help help me out here in the studio of evil. Um, and I got, now I got to go out and make that green, make that scratch and pay for it. But uh, it's all good because it's uh, it's going to pay for itself, I feel. So anyway, that was a, that was a big deal. But also getting that. And, and, you know, setting it up here in the studio and, and putting everything together, that's a little bit of a transition as well that I had to, you know, wrap my brain around and kind of reset some things. And I don't know, it was just a very, I felt just a little off, you know. I It was one of those weeks where I, I was, I felt like I'd get up, you know, I was working on a lot of stuff, but at the end of the day, I, I feel like I didn't really accomplish anything, you know. You know what I mean when you're, and I don't know if that comes from being too scattered, like maybe I'm I'm trying to do too many things, or I don't know. Maybe my perception is way off, or maybe I'm just not, you know, I'm expecting some kind of something. I have no idea, honestly. I really don't. But the the thing is, is I'm getting back on track now. Everything's coming back together. Um, having a having an event this past weekend always is a, is a good thing uh, for the for the body and soul, as far as I'm concerned for myself but um yeah so <clears throat> aside from that i do want to say you know my my new book major the Hellmouth, has been out for a week now and it's doing great i appreciate everyone who has picked up a copy whether on kindle or uh, the paperback or uh also the pre-order special editions uh that are they are coming guys look here's the, here's what's happening so when a book comes out right when i have a book come out or any of us any of the authors that you know especially uh, on the indie scene you know we have a book that comes out from grindhouse press or death's head press or you know uh uh flaming heart press you know whatever the press the small presses are that we have books come out they uh they can't you can't print the books early like the way that the whole system is set up uh for indie presses when when on the publication date that you set in the the system with the with the printers that's when they can start printing it they don't start printing it early so some publishers i know will put like hey it's it's coming out on this date but maybe they'll go behind the scenes and actually publish it beforehand so they can get some copies um you know but it does make it available online it, it comes up as as live after that but that you know that is what it is so so we can't get this so so i you know Major the Hellmouth is, is is coming out from Grindhouse Press, and I work very closely with Carrie, uh, aka CV Hunt, on on all my books. And she put the order in for these like ASAP. They've been ordered. They actually were ordered pre the eighth, you know, which was when the release date came out, which is like what I was just talking about. 
and uh, we're still waiting for them. Now, they do say, like I said before, they, they were supposed to be in at the end of the month, which they still are. They're supposed to be arrive here at, at uh, Wayne Manor on uh, the 24th, which is next Sunday, which is my birthday, everybody. So uh, they should get here then. I have everything else ready. The prints are here, the the stickers, the dice, every little all the little extras that I got, the box, everything is set and ready to go. I just need the books. So if you if you ordered one of the special edition pre-order Mage of the Hellmouths, they are coming. They're coming <laughs> soon. So don't don't fret. And if you haven't checked your email, you know, I sent everybody a surprise PDF copy, the the digital copy uh, with your pre-order. It should be in your it should be in your inbox. So if you if you ordered it and you're like, where is it? To you check your spam, check something. Should be coming for me. Should be in there for me. I sent them all out last week. So, uh, but here's but but the other thing is that this isn't just something that uh, is affecting me. Like we're I'm waiting for my books. This is something like I, I found out <clears throat> over the last few days has been affecting all of the indie presses and a lot of uh, other you know presses around the country. You know so. This this uh, I found out, you know, talking with Death Said Press guys this weekend, they, their order was delayed. They were supposed to have a bunch of books there uh, delivered to them that were set to be delivered on this past Friday, which was the day before the event that uh, I attended with them um, that I was talking about earlier. And then uh, Jared Barbie of Death Said Press contacted me like on Friday and he's like, damn, dude, they Amazon just changed my delivery of my of the books from today till next month like for like four weeks from when they were originally slated to come in so he was bummed about that because while they had they had stock they had supply they had new new stuff that was coming in like uh you know the the new some of the new their newer releases you know the 13th coyote with christopher chana was supposed to be in uh have that there i know that they were bummed they couldn't have that because they sold they sold a lot of splatter westerns and uh, that's the newest one and there were some other titles that they were out of, and just it, it just uh, it was frustrating. And then talking to them about that, and then I start talking to some other people um, who are having the same kind of issues. Like uh, uh, I think Necro Press, uh, Necro Necro Press was canceling their online orders and saying to order it on Amazon because their their shipment that they were going to receive to send out was so backed up that they didn't want to hold you know hold money from people and 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 i understand that for sure but uh you know and this is affecting of course uh death said them and, and, and several other authors that are just trying to get books from their presses that i've talked to all experiencing the same same kind of delay in printing and i i was trying to figure out what that was uh what could cause it you know we had some we had some theories like perhaps uh you know they're with either with you know covid and the quarantine they either have like um less you know uh shifts that they're working because of that or uh less uh people that they're having on the floor or uh, another thing we thought maybe you know maybe they just laid off a bunch of people because of covid and they haven't been able to you know get themselves caught caught up as far as like demand and and uh labor you know needs and stuff like that <clears throat> because these also they don't come from when these books are printed they're not printed from some one magical factory off in the you know netherlands or some shit like that there there are several different pr places that print uh our books in america in 
North America, right? So I know of at least three three press three printers that are spread across kind of like West Coast, you know, middle of the country and East Coast that print the books because sometimes like if I order 50 copies of, you know, if I need 50 copies from Grindhouse of Death of uh, Death Packs and Left-Hand Paths, you know, they'll order them for me and then maybe 20 of them will arrive and they'll come from the printer that's on the West Coast and then uh, a week later, the other, the rest will arrive, and they've come from the other, uh, one of the other presses or, or printers. I mean, or they they can be like a day apart, things like that. Sometimes they'll come on the same day in two different packages because they're coming from two different places. So it's a lot. <clears throat> there's a lot that goes on. A lot that goes on with that. I'm going through puberty again. A lot that goes on with that kind of behind the scenes, and I just wanted to you know let you guys know. Uh, that listen to this give you some inside baseball on it because if it's frustrating to you to not you know to want you know, not be able to get your books from from the authors or from the presses when they when they have them out it's doubly frustrating to to us because you know of course people want you know the people that want to read the books they a lot of them want to get them from you they want to support uh, you or, or the author and want to get them from directly from their website or you know, message them, get it directly from them, have it signed and sent. And and when we can't do that, and, you know, you're like, I, I understand a reader being like, man, the book's been out for two weeks. You don't have it. I can't get it from you. Yeah, I know. And it sucks. But rest assured, as far as I've checked, my, my delivery is still scheduled for, uh, for, on, for this Sunday, the 24th, to have the Mages of the Hellmouth and, you know, as soon as I get them, like they're, I, I'm, they're being, you know, signed and numbered and put in the boxes because everything else is ready to go, and they'll go out. Uh, the, the if they get if they get to me early enough in the day, well, of course I can't send them out on Sunday, but if they were to happen to come on Saturday or something, I'd do them all and send them right out. Like they're going out. So rest assured, they are coming to you. I'm doing my best, and and I'm I'm pretty excited about these packages. They're they're pretty cool. Um, I uh. It was the first time I put together a full kind of complete, like almost box set deal with, with one of my releases. And, uh, you know, it. I'm hoping for uh, uh, everyone else likes it because it got a good response, sold out right away. So we'll see because then I can do some more of these and uh, I enjoy it very much. So if you haven't checked out my new book, Mage of the Hellmouth, please do. It is out on Amazon. It's out on Kindle and uh, soon to be in the John Wayne is Dead store uh dot com shop page all that good stuff it will be there as soon as i get as soon as we get them and then uh and then that's it so and that's it and that's that but oh i forgot to say i got my uh <clears throat> of course i've got a, a big bowl of grand pappy medicine here let me get something going mm -mm, mm -mm, mm. that's good actually this strain of weed i'm smoking is called berry white oh baby 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 yeah it is called berry white quite tasty uh <coughs> and uh, i'm enjoying it i have a nice big black cup of coffee here and it's in my actually my spellman mortuary mug this week i got this from i think i, I said this last week got this from uh, my buddy chris triana when i was up there visiting took it out of his uh cupboard and said hey i like i love sabrina the teenage witch and the new chilling adventures of sabrina and he was like what what is that? And I was like, oh, it's a show that maybe you should watch only if you're a teenage girl. But uh, the thing is, is he had this mug. He didn't know what it was. It came in like a loot crate fright, fright box thing that he got. And uh, now it's mine because uh, I love Sabrina. Then I'm watching the final season. 
right now, which is very Lovecrafty. Uh, I've noticed they, you know, they no longer worship Satan, the witches. They worship Hecate, and you know, Father Blackwood is all whatever excommunicated, and it seems like Satan plays a very small role in this. But uh, it's it's all Lovecrafty, which I find interesting. Uh, that that seems to have come back in vogue or something, or or I don't know if it's in the zeitgeist in some way. <clears throat> Since, like, I know there's that show Lovecraft Country that I think is on HBO or something. I haven't watched it, but it, it just seems like that and then this whole season of this show is, is is wrapped around these kind of Lovecraftian themes. They have the eldritch horrors that they've concocted coming after them. Like, I don't know. It's it's interesting. Um, so I, I love that show anyway. I don't know why. Oh, my mug. That's why we were talking about it. So there. Ha! Um, but aside from that, you know, uh, been very very busy still working on drawing these these tarot cards every day still uh you know hacking away at at uh at writing some new stuff you know i got uh still look i'm looking for a home for the the cadillac man i was telling you guys about weeks ago it might have found a home we'll see uh more more on that later um but other than that the thing you know i've taught if you've listened across the few of the podcasts that i do this one i talked about this as well on uh, vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne that Chris Triana and I do uh, every Thursday. But I was talking about Mike, you know, I was working on this, you know, kind of work in progress and I was up close to like 30,000 words and still like, man, I don't know if I'm feeling this. I kind of lost my way a little bit in that. I was like, I thought I was going to take it this way. And then I decided no. And now I'm kind of, I was kind of lost, you know? And you know, and I was like, oh, fuck. So and then I was like, oh, OK, I think I have a, well, I think I have it now. And I get on there and I, I hammer out, you know, another five, six thousand words on it. And then I'm looking at it and I'm like, man, I still like parts of this are, are where I want this to go now. But the rest of this is I don't I, it's something else, you know. So <clears throat> what I did, this is another little inside baseball thing. And, it, and this, this is for like other writers out there. That may be frustrated or, you know, get going in something and then uh, wonder what what you do with it when you get to a certain point And maybe uh, you you are lost or you just don't know what you where you want it to go or something changes in the idea. Um, this happens to everybody. It happens to all all writers and, and all authors. So, you know, and then I'm looking. So I'm looking at this now. I'm like thirty five, thirty six thousand words into this this thing. And I'm like, man. You know what? I got to. I got to figure this out. And so I, I set up, uh, I, I opened like a document to take notes. I summarized every chapter that I had written so far in this note, in my note uh, document. And then I went back and, and added also notes to those of like, okay, this chapter is probably not going to be here in the book. It's probably going to be later. This chapter, if, if it stays at all, we'll need to have this. This chapter can go, you know, this chapter, everything every mention of this needs to be changed to this or every mention of this thing needs to be deleted. You know, I've took all of those notes. I took all of this time going in it. And then this past week I sat down, uh, you know, and I was constructing, okay, here's where I'm going to start. And I go in and I'm starting moving things around. I've got my notes open and I'm looking back and forth between the documents. And I try and I move the chapter that I wanted to actually start the book with to the, to the top of the document, you know, and I, I start to work on it, but I'm going back and forth in the notes and, and trying to trying to change what I want to change within the text that's there on the screen. And it was just uh, a bitch. I was like, man, this is this is so 
this is way more trouble than it's worth. So on so on one uh, of my desktop screens, I have the notes open and the original document open that I was taking all the notes on. And then I moved up, <clears throat> opened another screen, desktop, and, and opened a, a blank document and just started clean from there. So basically, it's it's getting a full rewrite starting from the beginning. Uh, and and that's okay. I'm not upset about that. It doesn't make me feel like, uh, like oh, I wasted time writing all this, you know, writing it this way for all that time. That, that's This is part of it. It's all just part of it. And I know those are the kind of things that can seem de- uh, uh, demoralizing or, you know, you, you, you work so hard on something and then you're like, I don't, I don't know. It's okay to throw it out and start over. You don't have to keep, you know, trying to, you know, jam a square peg into a round hole or for lack of a better way to put it you know uh that's just how it happens sometimes and i'm i'm much happier that i've started to rewrite this thing than if i would have tried to even go back and and change the original text a little bit uh not a little bit but a lot and try to hammer that all together and then rearrange the chapters that i have uh I'm, i'm very happy to be doing it this way and you know not all is not all that I've written on the other document is lost. I've been going through, you know, the whole the whole first thing I rewrote, the whole opening of the book, like it, it's a it's a prologue, and I I just wrote it's like ten pages all new. I had to 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 set the whole story up very differently. Then you know I went back and I'm looking at the notes of the chapters uh, summaries, and then I go to the chapter that I wanted to be next and start reading that, and then start writing it on the other document how I want it to go but there are still paragraphs that I'm able to cut and paste and move over to the new document that I can use that I still wanted to use in within the story so there's still some things that I can call from that to bring over but you know top to bottom it's it's just going to be completely uh different and and it's going to go in a different direction that's just the way uh it, it needs to be otherwise and that and you know what that may be what has been frustrating me or making me feel off the last, you know, getting back, because I'm trying to get that on its feet, trying to figure out what I was going to do with that. You know, those things, I'm always kind of, not kind of, always thinking about what I'm working on, and for it to, you know, be so, um, I don't know, just for me not to have such a firm grasp on that at the time was probably giving me some fits. I could see that. So, so yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be rewriting that and starting starting over uh you know i've gotten a, a a good bit of work done on it this week and i'm excited to keep going and then get past where i was like initially and kind of all the new 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 come out and and we'll we'll see what happens but i'll keep you updated i don't know who knows maybe i'll throw it all away again who knows i'll do whatever i want i'm crazy so um anyway i think uh without further ado we should move right into our three card tarot reading of the week uh, as you know or do not know, I do a three-card tarot reading on myself before every episode. I kind of write down the uh, things I've been, I've been on my mind, things I'm kind of thinking about, and uh, you know, look at them again through the prism of the cards, what they represent. Just a thought exercise, just to get a little bit of a uh, different perspective on things, you know. And and that is what uh, we'll do. I also, uh, if you know or not, don't know, I do a three-card tarot reading um, on my s- three-card. I'm just 
sorry, I do a card of the day reading on my Instagram every single morning. At uh, John Wayne is dead it goes on my Instagram story. The uh, the YouTube channel I was loading them up to. I I took some time away from just because my computer issues that I was having, like I talked about. <clears throat> not being able to keep up with all the video shit I was doing. So now that I'm back on track, I'll start loading those back up to the YouTube page. But they are always on my Instagram every morning. So this week, this week, this week, the things I, I you know, what was on my mind this week um, was focus. Like I, I was talking about earlier, you know, my focus seemed to be all over the place. I felt frazzled so you know of course i was thinking a lot about that and what could be keeping my fa- my focus uh from from being where it needs to be and uh so i also wrote down peeling away the sh- the distractions sometimes things can be distracting that i you know just speaking for myself and and not realize that they're distracting and it doesn't have to be something like uh video like uh, video games or tv i'm distracted by that you can be distracted by other projects by other work that keeps you from getting the work that you need to get done first you know and that's that's what i'm kind of speaking of what uh, of peeling away those distractions and and focusing on what needs to be done then you know and then moving on taking things these things one at a time and then i also also wrote in regards to that uh daily schedule and time management in that all of those things will help me with getting that focus back, taking away the distractions, because sometimes I'll get in my mind where I'm thinking like, okay, and I work on this, but I also have this thing that needs to be done. And while I'm, but I'm, while I'm working on this thing that I'm doing, my mind is like already wanting, like, oh, we got to get, we got to get onto that other thing. We got to get it, you know, so I can't even focus on what I'm doing fully because I'm already thinking about how I need to do the next thing. So with the schedule and shit, that's, you know, I've talked about that before, um, of setting things up and routines and how I, I work well with that. But now I'm, I'm going to experiment with like actually a schedule that adheres to time and, and loosely, you know, I mean, give or take, but I, I do want to write down like, okay, between this time and this time, I'm just doing this. And then when that time is over, I'm moved to this thing. So I can actually see maybe like a, a, a visual representation on, on my, you know, uh, dry erase board or something of when those things will be addressed during the day. So I'm not constantly being like, when am I going to make sure I get onto that thing? I need, I got to make sure I get onto that thing. If I have it scheduled out now, it won't be a daily schedule that is the same every day. I was thinking about that as well. I think there'll be some elements of it that will be the same day to day, but of course there's going to be other things that are weekly or every other day or biweekly, whatever it may be. So it's going to have like this, you know, flexibility to it. But these are the things that have been on my mind this week, especially if, you know, if, if we were able to get back out and do do a lot of uh, cons again. And and uh, I just need to get all my uh, all my shit together, I feel like. So uh, and I usually I, I tend to feel like my shit's together a lot. But but, you know, who knows? So. Whoop. <clears throat> so the first uh, card I pulled get today, the six of pentacles reversed so when the six of pentacles is reversed this is uh this card is is a a card like this is talking about some self-care right this is a now we know the pentacles deal with uh you know finances the material type of things so it's kind of leaning towards that uh that aspect of self-care right so this uh 
this comes about when, you know, we uh, possibly we've been giving a lot to somebody else or other people and, and we're not getting things back in return. Right. Um, and whether that these are like, again, these are kind of in a physical realm of things like money or uh, maybe you are, you know, helping somebody build a fan. I don't know, something like that in a physical kind of sense. It's not just like a moral support or you have love for this person type of self, you know, care giving to them. Um, so, you know, on that aspect, you're doing all this stuff. Uh, the cards, you know, the card says, you take some time, buy yourself a little something, get yourself a little something, you know, a, a gift to make yourself feel better or, or just give you some joy then a new record or I don't know, something that you like a bath bomb, whatever. It doesn't have to be extravagant. But when we're in this thing, you know, these, these times when we're giving a lot of ourselves, uh, particularly physically and, and, you know, people aren't paying us back or, there's no return to the favors that we're doing for people. And on top of that, it, there doesn't even appear to be a lot of gratitude or appreciation for what we're doing for these pe- for, for our, our fellow friends and, and, and loved ones. You know, it, it can feel like we're being taken advantage of, like, you know, it's a one-way type of deal. Um, <clears throat> so here's the thing. Like, you know, the, I know we've all been in these situations before, and, and we can go at it. Uh, you know, with a, a a sense of like addressing it and being like, "Look, you need to pay me the money back." Blah, 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 blah. And these things, you know, I think we all know, can start huge fights. And there's, you know, it, it never goes the way it should go, right? So sometimes we just have to learn from this experience. Know that, like, hey, I I know I'm not going to get that money back, or I know that you know when it comes time for me to build a fence, Jack's not going to come over and help, no matter how much I ask him. You know, and, the, and even though how much I helped him, do like those kind of things. You know, we have to just take that lesson sometimes, and know you know, hey, next time you know not to to help with that that person or lend money to that person, or you're going to approach those situations a little bit more cautiously and and put things maybe up front, like, hey, I'll do this for you, but the, these are the the terms, you know, and, and sometimes you know there's a. Uh, there's a, a scene in, in a, the movie A Bronx Tale, which I, I enjoy very much, so gangster type movie, where, um, you know, the kid in the the movie is, is still still young and getting to know like the gangsters in the neighborhood, and the kid's mad at, sees this guy and is like, hey, you owe me twenty bucks. The guy's like, I'll get it to you later. And he, like, you know, runs runs down the street away from him, and he and he, the kid is frustrated and tells the mobster guy like, man, that guy he owes me twenty bucks. He keeps ducking me every time I try to get it. Uh, he always goes the other way. He's, he, yeah, he doesn't, you know, uh, he's not, you know, he's not gonna pay me back. I gotta go fuck, kick his ass and shit. And the, and the, the gangster guy, Sonny, I believe his name is, says, you know, well, hey, do you like this guy? Is he your friend? He's like, no, nah, not really. I don't like him at all. And he's like, so, so, uh, you know, look at it like this. 20 bucks, cost you 20 bucks. You'll never see him again. He's out of your life. He's like, hmm. He's like, yeah, he'll, he, it only cost you 20 bucks. You got off light. So that's kind of a way to think about about it as well. I always liked that that scene. I love that movie, but that's that it reminded me of that when uh, I was you know got this card. So um, you know sometimes we just have to learn that lesson, and we take the hit on the money or the time or whatever it is, um, and you know 
and that's all there is to to that kind of thing sometimes that sucks but that's how it is also you know we want to make sure that uh you know while we're helping people we want to help these people we we're a helpful kind of soul that spirit but we can't overextend ourselves we have to be careful that if we're struggling as well we can't overcommit to other people you know who who need help from us because you know that's great but we're not going to put ourselves we can't put ourselves uh in the hole on behalf of you know to because we keep, want to keep helping people. It's just something that we need to think about and consider and be able to say, like, hey, I can't help you right now because I'm having a hard time. So, yeah, so that that's uh, that's the that's what I take away from, from this card mostly. You know, it's if you've been working hard, you've been doing a lot for a lot of peop- other people, treat yourself with something. And then, you know, sometimes we just got to learn that, you know, people some people just take. They just take, they're unable to give back. Um, or it's going to take a lot for them to realize they need to or how to or all that kind of stuff. So, next card I get. The Ace of Wands. So this is a card of this is a card of potential, right? It's a lot of energy with this, this card. And right now, we're feeling that energy in the form of ideas. A lot of new ideas uh, are, are popping up with us right now. We feel very motivated. We feel inspired. Um, you know, and... We're starting to try to put together, you know, these ideas that are uh, that are coming up to us. So, you know, it, we're encouraged right now to follow our, our passion. Um, and and that's important, especially when we're trying to figure out what we want to do. And if we're having a lot of ideas, make sure, you, you know, what are you passionate about? You know, a lot of ideas are great ideas. But if you see yourself not being passionate about it down the road, it's not going to work out. So we want to, you know, make sure we follow that passion. And, you know, also this, this is like a, a card that's saying, you know, if we feel like we're kind of deciding whether we want to, you know, take a, you know, take a stab at this new project or this, this new idea, uh, but we don't know if it'll work, we're kind of still vacillating on it. This is supposed to be like a, a push to say like, yes, go pursue your passion now. This is the time. Um, and, and, and always, and you can always start things small, right? If, if you need to be a little cautious, you don't have to go balls deep in something. You don't have to go full hog. Start out small. You know, do, do a little a trial run of something. See how it, it, it works out. See how it makes you feel. And then, you know, then make adjustments and, and then go a little bit further next time. It just just keep it in line, aligned with your passions, aligned with how you want your life to be for the long run. And, and you can ramp it up to be there. You don't just have to throw everything like, you know, this isn't for saying you have to just like do the walk into your boss and be like you are an idiot people are laughing at you i quit you know you don't need to do that unless you want to maybe you do but you can start small with these things and build up and and figure out your path you know um we want to use our creative energy uh right now to take to take these first steps um like i said even if you want to start small even if we feel like uh, a lot of times before we start something we want to plan it out full like full to the full extent sometimes that's the that's what we need to do but with the ace of wands it's saying you know we we need to have that initial plan yes have that stuff but we need to trust our gut some sometimes too with this idea we need to go with our instincts and and uh, kind of shoot from the hip and and work and kind of get to 
once we get through that, there'll be plenty of time for us to work out plans and, and the detailed complexities of things. But to start this, we really want to act now rather than, you know, kind of spending time on just planning and, and thinking and, and all that kind of stuff. Have a little bit of a plan. I'm not saying don't plan, but I'm saying, like, if we don't act now with this kind of thing, it's going to pass us by, you know? And we can we can plan something to death and, and, and totally never do it because of something like that. So um, that was that. And then now the third card I got. Wheel of Fortune, also in the upright position. So Wheel of Fortune is one of those things that's, it reminds us, and I talk about this a lot with Card of the Day and stuff, is balance and flux. Balance, keeping things in balance, your life, your goals, your day-to-day, your long-term, it's all, a, it's it's a constant, constant exercise in discipline and balance and figuring it out, right? It, it doesn't just like, you don't just spin all the plates and walk away and they just stay, you know? <clears throat> There's a lot of work that goes into the balance and some things are such, in flux that you know it it just is going to go out of balance for a while and then come back around and that's what kind of the wheel is here um it's always turning so while we have good fortune now you know we have to realize that you know it's it very easily could turn to bad fortune and when bad fortune could easily turn to good fortune but we always need to know it's never going to stay either way you know it's always in flux it's always turning and we need to be prepared and know that 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 uh you know we need to know that moments uh we need to live in the moment with these things and be appreciative of the good times and 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 acknowledge them because you know they they go and they come and they go they come and they go you know and what's really awesome and great today can be not so great as quick as tomorrow as quick as an hour from now so it's like it's like that kind of thing. This I like this card as an encouragement to live in the moment, to embrace the moment, and to appreciate the good things and appreciate the good moments, especially. Um, you know, this is also a big kind of karma or what goes around comes around golden rule type of card, which I, which I like I, and subscribe to that theory very heavily. I do believe that, you know, what you put out there comes back to you. I do believe that if you're a shitty-ass person that you attract shitty-ass things to happen to you. I do believe if you're negative all the time, the negative things are going to find their way to you by way of your own doing. I, t- I truly believe that, you know, and, and, and that's what this card is a lot about. You know, if you're putting it out there, it's going to come back to you on the wheel. You know, it's going to keep coming back to you. And while you can't eliminate all negative experiences that you're going to have or all the bad times that may come your way, you sure can learn and you sure can avoid a lot of them um, or you can minimize a lot of them by, you know, keeping the the positivity flowing or always being appreciative of what you have when you have it, you know, and, and, and it'll help you get through the next hard time quicker this is like what we talk about when we're learning getting through the different obstacles and things that come in our way that sucks it may take a long time to to trudge through something but next time we encounter that we'll get through it faster because we've learned from this experience we've grown so that is my reading for this week uh i enjoyed that i got a lot out of that i hope you did as well um like i said i do a card of the day reading on my uh instagram 
story every single morning. So follow me at John Wayne is dead for those if you're interested and all of my other uh, updates and cool things I have going on there. So moving right along earlier, I mentioned the awesome dude for life boner bonus podcast, which comes on my uh, Patreon page every week and how I talk to different people and artists that I know. And uh, if you've been listening, uh, I haven't done the last couple of weeks, but um, you know, I've been throwing in excerpts from this week's episode and uh this week i'm going to do that right here because uh you know i thought this was a good one now the person i had on the the show this week is somebody at least in the lit in the indie lit scene and amongst people who has maybe been a little bit of a firebrand he's uh you know said some things and and maybe made some people mad at one time but uh you know i always knew this guy he he was always nice to me when i met him six years ago seven years ago and uh, I don't get involved in drama, as you know. And, uh, you know, I, I look at the person for who they are. And everybody, you know, deserves to have a, a second chance or um, a chance to grow and learn. And if we don't give people that, uh, then we're no better. I mean, we're worse, you know, I, I feel. So, you know, this guy, uh, Jeremy Maddox, he's a, he's a real good dude. Um, at heart, I love, I really love him to death. We have, you know, we, we, I had him on the show. He has a show called The Quiet Place now, uh, a, a live uh, YouTube podcast uh, that, that's on, yeah, The Quiet Place. And they, it's every Sunday night and they go for like three hours sometimes. They, they go for a while and they talk about a lot of good things. He had me on there um, uh, the other week and it was very cool. Talk, I talked about a lot of shit, uh, writing and, and all kinds of stuff. And on this, episode uh, of awesome dude with jeremy we mainly just talk about music we didn't talk about anything uh really other than music we had a really great talk and uh i i'm i'm happy to have reconnected with him and and get gotten to put him out uh on this show so this is a little excerpt of myself and uh mr jeremy maddox how do you feel about the new tool album i love it do you think it's as legitimate a masterpiece as as Anything from Enema or Anima uh, all the way up to 10,000 Days, I feel like they threw it together in a few months as opposed to crafting it over all these years like they've, they've claimed to be. Uh, and that, Now, even when they throw shit together in a few months, it's still above, way above average. And uh, I think Invincible is, is genuine old school tool, uh, but I definitely feel like there was a bit of they were rushed in you know after all these years somehow they still managed to find a way to be rushed to put something out wine uh side projects uh probably family things you know uh commitments change we're lucky they're even still together but i did feel like there was an element that was not there even though it's still a pretty kick-ass album, but masterpiece. I don't know. They're getting older. No, that's yeah, that's a totally valid opinion. You know, Tool is one of my all-time favorite bands. Has been one of my favorite bands. So it's hard for me, like you know, um, I want to remove myself from that and not just be like everything they do is awesome because that's not you can't approach things like that. It but is, though, I mean, <clears throat> I mean. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, you know, hey, I, I, I've said this before, but in the band I used to play in Letters to Voltron that we were all proggy and weird. And we would say to but we were stupid. We said we would say to people like our genre, 
our genre was difficult listening and we would tell people our shit is your perfection or yeah, our shit is your perfection. <laughs> like it's, it's like stupid shit like that. Like tools shit is perfection to us basically is what I was trying to say. Anyway, um, like, like you were saying, they could be rushed, uh, and, and it would be awesome. I, I don't, I don't know. I didn't get that from it. I, I also didn't descend upon this record uh, as soon as it was unleashed. Yeah. I, I waited. I, I bided my time. Now, and I'm a guy like when uh, when Lateralis came out, I remember the fucking day, dude. I was working at Starbucks. It was my fu- It was probably like my third day working at this Starbucks that was across the street from uh, a Best Buy, uh, and I was still in training, and I was like. And I knew that the Best Buy opened at nine and I just I wanted to get there and get that tool album. I had to fucking have it like you didn't like back then. This is there's no I there's not readily access. I'm not listening to MP3s. There's no fucking shit like that. Early 2000s. And I go and like as soon as soon as it's like nine, I'm like, hey, man, uh, I take a break, I think. And the guy's like, yeah, sure, whatever. And I just like walk out the back and walked over to the Best Buy and bought it. And, uh, you know, and just listen to it over and over and over and over and over again. You know, I, I, I can pinpoint those those moments of listening to that. And, and I don't know if they're the same, but there's been these swaths of time that Tool has taken. And I've always just kind of. I think it was I, I didn't want to jump into it and be like, uh, have some averse thing to it because a lot of people were saying like oh this is doom metal like that was the first thing i was hearing about this record and i'm sorry you know you know me dude i go off on tangents so uh, i i regret nothing so you know just just keep up watch you for the changes and try to keep up that's how the podcast I'll goes jump i'll jump in it's cool. you know what's up yeah uh, uh, but, but like i didn't like I, I i wasn't sure if i liked lateralist at first but now you know i'll swear by it along with uh you know several others so well, and and here's the thing, like to, to to even like when we talk about things like that, like I'll swear by this, those those records, those pieces of art, those lyrics, those riffs, they become very very precious to us, um, it, 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 like in a way that we have made them to be, in a way that like a lot of people can relate to, but we've also specifically like made these things precious to us and ingrained and there's some things where you're like no one's gonna pry your tool from my dead fucking it's 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 in my body you know it 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 can get to that um for uh, you know for an extent but these you know i thought the record was really really uh i thought it was cool I didn't think it was doom. I didn't think it was a doom metal record at all. That's where I was going with this doom. Fucking Jesus Christ, dude! I gotta hit this bong again, Jeremy. Fuck. You know me, dude. I was sitting here. I was like, dude, I gotta get ready for Jeremy on the podcast, man. I'm fucking already smoking bowls. I'm like three beers deep, you know, and shit. I do have uh, several uh, forms of intake. Yes. Yeah. Prior to this. Uh, no, one, one of them starts with a V, uh, another with an O, and, and it, it ends with a dam. Van <laughs> Dam blood sport. Um, but but like I didn't think it was okay. So I listen to a lot of doom. Do you listen to a lot of doom metal or dirge or anything like that? Are you into that? I don't know about dirge. Uh, that 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 would I would think a lake of tears or something like that would be dirge. 
I don't know, acid bath reaches doom level at times. Right. Do you listen to like uh, Electric Wizard? Do you listen to uh, Yeah, I have. Uh, Paul Bearer? It was um, that, Wolves uh, in the Throne Room? I've heard Wolves in the Throne Room. Sun? Do you listen to Sun? No. Uh, I yeah, don't but, think I've heard him. With two ends? Yeah. Okay. Is the O silent? Well, okay, and that's 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 awesome because I, I I corrected Triana on this and I had to call him out because I, I let him get away with it twice calling the band Sun O and I was like, look, dude, all right, let me stop you. So what what that is is that's a, a the Sun amp which came out you know in the '60s and there are these bass amps, these boutique bass amps, and that's the the actual like logo that that they use the S U N N and that O that came off of it. That was like the company's or the family's like, you know, logo across the amps. Now they don't make those anymore. Like they have them rebuilt and shit now, but yeah, it's, it's just sun is the name of, uh, the, the, the amp and the band. Hmm. And they use, because they only like, they have like such low tones and they're doing all these bass tones. So they play through all these different bass amps that they've built and shit. So. Do you believe that the brown notes exists? (sighs) Probably. I don't know. What am I going chasing? Up? Am I trying to chase something to shit my pants with? I, I mean, so you've heard of you've heard of the legend of the. I mean, so it's. Like I mean, everyone's body. seen South Park, dude. Is that where that came from? Somebody told me that that was like a legitimate. No, it came thing. from South Park, dude. <laughs> I, I, I will say that I saw the Melvins open for Tool. Uh, one of the one of the. I, I was on that tour. I saw that tour. And. Uh, and people fucking booed the Melvins and shit, didn't they? Did I, you, I didn't boo them. I did not boo them, but I, I, I didn't, I don't know, man. I couldn't get a, and I couldn't get a feel for the music. I mean, I was, it was my first concert. Uh, I think my, my, yeah, my dad took me. So, yeah. I mean, was, you know, I was like, I was only like 15, I think. But, uh, and I was just discovering Tool and, and hard rock music in general. You know, other before that, I had just headbanged myself, uh, you know, until uh, I passed out. Listening to Sad But True uh, in music class. Sad But True. Because we could listen to whatever we want on Fridays in music class. And I like headbanged to Sad But True until I almost passed out. Nice. Uh, And then I discovered Tool and then Nine Inch Nails and then Corn. And you probably don't like Corn, I guess. Dude, uh, Jeremy, do we want to go to uh, the the hoop on corn? I've already because I've already talked to this uh, talked about this at length with like a couple other people, like uh, Wesley Southerd and his wife Katie Southerd. Uh, Katie, his wife Katie, was also like uh, big into corn, like around the dude. I was like huge. I had my fucking hair. Like, look at me, dude. I got like a fucking. I got a fucking shave and a haircut, dude. Like, uh, you know. Uh, back then i also had a haircut i had like braids and shit at one point like i played seven string guitars i loved fucking corn dude i was corn ibanez seven string guitar oh baby you have no idea i loved me some corn back then but that was like that was my heyday too i mean like uh I, I i think i'm a little older than you so like uh probably like my birthday is in uh next week and I'll be forty-two. Okay. Well, you you got me on. I'll that. probably have you beat by like twenty-seven years. Yeah, you don't. You don't. <laughs> I know, dude. I'm a witch. 
<laughs> All right, there we go. So you can check out Jeremy's show every Sunday on YouTube, The Quiet Place, and then I believe the audio goes out uh, on the feed on a feed as well. So very cool. Uh, and it was, like I said, good good to reconnect with Jeremy, and I'm glad to see he's doing well. Anyway, moving right along to our story portion of the show. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I was at uh, an event this past weekend, uh, the Houston Horror Film Festival pop-up market. Uh, and that, as you know, every time I go to an event, I give you the full recap of my event uh, in the story portion. So that is what I'm going to do now. So without further ado, my f- official full recap of the Houston Horror Film Festival Pop-Up Market Part 2. So, this past uh, yesterday, Saturday, I uh, I attended the second uh, Houston Horror Film Festival Pop-Up Market here in good old H-Town, Dirty Third, Third Coast. Shouts out where I reside. And um, I've been, I went to the first one as well. I believe it was back in September, maybe early October. Uh, I was there with um, the Death Said Press guys. And again, I was there with them this time. Uh, I was uh, there with uh, Jared Barbie, who is one of the head editors, and as well as uh, uh, Patrick C. Harrison III was there this time. He wasn't uh, able to be at the last one, but he was here this time. Always good to hang out with him and chat with him. I, of course, had uh, the lovely and talented Nick P. with me in tow, and, uh, you know, we got, uh, we went out there, Now this was a one-day event, it was, um, started from noon and went to eight, and I was pretty excited, I was very excited to go to this, uh, you know, I, I un- unfortunately, like I said, didn't have any copies of my new book to sell, but I still had all my other stuff, and I was just stoked to get out there, uh, so... Also out there was uh, John Baltusberger of Flaming Heart Press. Uh, he had his own table uh, this time. Last time we were all kind of tabling together, and he had his own table this time. So shouts out to him. And uh, it was uh, cool. You know, we get there, we load in, we set up. We had the exact same spot, which was cool because we had a double, like two tables against the, the, the corner of the room. Right when you walk in to the left, boom, there's these corner tables angled out. Death's Head Press, John Wayne. I had our banners and the lights and all that kind of stuff. If you look at my Instagram, I had some pictures of it up. And uh, we, yeah, it was it's fun. Just set everything up. Just exciting, you know. Bought a, I brought a case of beer. T-shirt Joe was there. Shouts out T-shirt Joe. Always a good time hanging out with him. I love that dude. Uh, you know, it was a great time. I, all the other people that I met, Houston Oddities Curiosities Market was there. Uh, you know, Rebel Element Texas was there. I got some stuff from her. I believe I, I believe that's the name. I'm sorry if I said it wrong. Uh, goth Yoga. I met the Goth Loda, Yoga uh, woman, and she was lovely as always. And um, you know, I told her I'm I'm doing yoga now too. You know, it, it was fun. Uh, but it was it was good just to see everybody. Right. Uh, shouts out to Scary Dad Horror Podcast. Uh, always good to see him. Came around, had a good chat. But um, you know, it, it was everything was looking great. I mean. First of all, they announced, you know, earlier in the week that the all the the pre-sell tickets that they had that they had put out were sold out. So there were going to be things available at the door, but it, it said limited tickets available at the door. Now, we I saw that and I was like, oh shit, hell yeah, dude, this is gonna be packed out, man. This is that's great. Um, I, I know, I know, in the time of COVID, it's that that's not great. But no, I I meant the fact that there's gonna be a lot of people attending this, so uh, it should be uh really good you know and so 
we get set up. They're, they're out there. They announce that they're going to open the doors in about 10 minutes and that there is a line out the door of the hotel to get in, which is great. We're like, woo, everyone's like, yay. So like, all right, we're excited. Let's do it. They let people in. Of course, it's an you know, initial like, you know, pretty big flow of people and everyone's walking around and stuff. And we start talking to some people and, and you know, make, make a couple sales here and there at the beginning. And uh, it was going really well. And the flow this seems like the flow of traffic was pretty steady and heavy towards the beginning of the of the event and then it tapered off a little bit in the middle and and kind of like dwindled towards the end of the night um so for like a now if this were a, a three-day or four-day event that would kind of be like a a typical first day of the of the of a con of a three-day con right kind of goes like that a lot of people come in at first you know, it's open till late, you know, 11, and it kind of dwindles out on the Friday night. But this is a one-day thing, so I was kind of not necessarily expecting it to, to dwindle out so quickly. But what are you going to do? Uh, so so the rest of the day, kind of, it kind of went by a little bit slowly in that we just, I don't know, man, we weren't getting a lot, we weren't getting the same amount of traffic that we were last time. And, and we maybe we weren't, dancing hard enough or something i don't know people uh you know we're talking to people we're selling books but just not at the at the level we were the last time this event came through and you know it's it's uh while while you want to say like initially like oh that's disappointing but it's it's just it's fine it's better than nothing i think it's you know that's just how the day went it it's not bad or good it's just how it went and i think it was an awesome day overall I think, uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of all the other vendors, you know, probably had some of them had great days. Some of them maybe had medium days, too. Who knows? But it was a great event overall. And I was happy, uh, ecstatic to be a part of it, actually, and and to see people and talk to people again and and talk about my books and all that kind of stuff. Uh, It was it was great. Of course, you know, we end up drinking some beers, you know, drinking maybe a little couple too many beers because we're having such a good old time chatting and uh, especially later on in the night, uh, you know, me and T-shirt Joe yelling at each other across the room, craziness uh, and, and great times. But, you know, and, and I, here's the thing. Here's one of the things I wonder. Now, when I saw that they posted sold out like on the on the flyer, on the event, on on their social media, they did say that uh, I talked to somebody there that said, like, when they posted that, they started getting all these comments of like, Oh, what do you mean it's sold out? Oh, I was going to sold out. Uh, and I said, well, I guess a lot of people just probably anticipated on walking, you know, just walking up and coming in. I, That's probably what, what it was. And they're like, yeah, but, well, you know, we have some. We'll see what happens. I wonder if that kind of maybe kept some people away. You know what I mean? I understand if they had a capacity or, or they had an amount of tickets. I, I don't know how that works, actually, uh, to be quite honest. So they might have sold all the tickets they are allowed to sell and that was just kind of it but i wonder if putting sold out on there kept some people away because you know maybe there were some people who that worked during the day on saturday and were going to come at five or six you know and then but they're looking and they're like sold out i'm not going to go down there now if it's sold out so i wonder i just wonder if that i wonder if like like that seems like that's a double-edged sword a little bit saying that it's sold out because it's great in one sense and it, it gets people excited but i, I don't know because i'm trying to think if if that if i were just going to attend something and and the event already said that it's sold out i don't know if i'd even 
look at the event page anymore after that or check to see if they're going to release. And I might check in to see uh, if they're going to release day of tickets or something like that, but maybe not, you know, I don't know. So I was trying to think of how I would have handled that. That might have kept me away, just depending on how badly I guess I wanted to go to whatever it was. But either way, oh well. Uh, it was it was great. If if I met you out there and you're listening, like I said, to the show, thank you so much for checking me out. Thank you for buying a book or, or checking out my books. And uh, I appreciate everyone who came up to the Death's Head Press table and my and on my table. And uh, and everyone that was in attendance because we got to we're trying to bring it back. We're trying to get back out there and hopefully this new year will bring us, uh, you know, something like that. But, you know, it was fun. We, uh, you know, we closed out the night, ended up, uh, you know, we were going to hang out for a little bit. But, I, you know, hotel bar prices are uh, egregious. You might as well be at the strip club if you're buying drinks for that much. So we were like, yeah, we're going to go to the car and pack and get high. And then we just left. Uh, Nick and I, we came home, and my wife had some wonderful pizza waiting for us, and uh, Nick and I watched uh, the last picture show, the movie, and ate pizza, and it was a wonderful time, and it was great to be back out there. Uh, It was an awesome event. You know, these guys that are running it are doing a good job, and they have already announced the the three-day event, uh, their three-day actual convention here in Houston uh, in June. I believe is the date are the dates. So uh, unless I've already got something booked that weekend, for some reason I will be there and I look forward to it. And I'll stay at the hotel for those three days, or maybe I don't know. Maybe I will, and then we'll have a great old time just like usual, and it'll be great. But you know what? Hey, shit's going on, man. Uh, on to the next, and uh, we'll see. So so far, if uh, everything happens like it should, I, I'll be in. North Carolina and Charlotte uh, in a couple of weeks, and then the week after that, I'll be in uh, Atlanta, and then we'll see where this six-pack takes us, baby. All right, there you go, my recap of the Houston Horror Film Festival pop-up market. Two. Thank you guys for joining me for another week. Please check out my brand new book, Major the Hellmouth. It is out now from Grindhouse Press. It is on Amazon. It is on Kindle. And in a few weeks, couple, three weeks, it'll be in the JohnWayneIsDead.com store. So keep checking out that, that's the shop page. And also go to JohnWayneIsDead.com for all your John Wayne is Dead needs. I will have the dates updated this week. Uh, so my dates that I should be going on will be up there. You could find all the information about my Patreon, my podcast, uh, also the podcast I do with Christopher Triana every week, Chris and John Wayne, uh, Vital Social Issues and Stuff with Chris and John Wayne. That Go to chrisandjohnwayne.com, K-R-I-S and johnwayne.com for that show, and it's uh, our YouTube channel. And uh, like I said, check me out on Patreon, patreon.com slash johnwayneisdead. Uh, help El- Uncle Johnny out. Throw him a couple bucks. Every tier you subscribe to, you subscribe to, you subscribe to, gets you access to everything that is on the wall, on the Patreon wall, as well as the weekly Awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus Podcast. So check that out, and I thank you very much. Follow me at John Wayne is Dead on everything, and my name on the Facebook. And uh, I love you. <laughs>